0: let's pray father i thank you lord i thank you we still got a live stream because i know that even though probably only 15 percent of our congregation might might still be on it kind of full-time and lord you you certainly restored to us people coming even even up to almost pre-pandemic pre-pandemic amount Uh, but lord i know also that in these times uh but you know in holidays and uh, other things going on that that becomes an important lifeline and so I thank you for all who are joining us and all who are here and God we ask that you would give us a word because this is the Sunday we need it this is this is this is the one that ends the old year before we begin the new so Lord help us today to receive from you The exact message we need to hear that will change our life for the future. We ask it in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated in the Lord's presence. So welcome to the awkward Sunday. Because the awkward Sunday, you know, is that one right between Christmas and New Year's. And so you don't know if you're supposed to say Merry Christmas or Happy New Year. So you can say either. And I know that some Sundays, and believe it or not, even for me, are easier to get out of bed than others. But right now, I want us to be confronted with a time and a text which instructs us on what really matters. So this Sunday, we're in a transitional time because it is a moment where we have to end well and simultaneously, we got to start well. So join me, if you would, in Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4. You know, I can remember when each of the kids was young enough that sometimes we would open a present for them, and they would crawl away from the present because they wanted to go play with with the box that it was in. Anybody else have any kids that age that were kind of like that? And, you know, they want to play with the wrapping. And uh, so I just want to ask, do we love the package... More than the present that God has given us. Are we enamored with the wrapping and fail to realize the value of the gift that God gives us in having life? Luke chapter 4 verse 42, right at the end of the chapter, it says, "...and when it was day, Jesus departed and went into a desert place." And the people sought him, and came unto him, and stayed him, that he should not depart from them. So multitudes are flocking to Jesus, they're pressing against him, and it is hard for he and his disciples to find a solitary place with a solitary moment, because the fame now is spread abroad and people want their needs met. And so they want to be healed or they bring a loved one that they want to get healed and they want to be free of the devilish idea that is entrenched in their mind that's invaded their psychology and taking over their their thinking and driving them to destruction, denying them hope. So they did not come to Jesus by the thousands at this moment because the message was so transformative they were not transfixed by the words he was saying the crush came because he made the blind see and he made the deaf hear and he made lepers clean and he called out paralytics to walk even in the sabbath on the sabbath in the synagogue and so Jesus became quite a sensation in the life of Christ. This is what I call the Jesus mania year. So your number one is Jesus mania year when you can, uh, you know, if you are like him and you can cross a sea without a boat and stay dry, well, that kind of attracts, uh, you know, people to, to, to come to you. And when you can feed thousands with just two fish sandwiches and five small fries, Well, your reputation goes viral after that. I mean, you could almost believe that these significant acts were why Jesus came. I mean, if you can heal the sick, well, then why don't you come to be a faith healer? I mean, I I, I would say if you you believe you can heal the sick, then meet me down at, at Children's Mercy Hospital Pediatric Ward. I mean, isn't that a good thing to give your life to? And yet that was nice, but not necessary, and not why Jesus came. Watch verse 43. And he said unto them, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also. For therefore am I sent. And he preached in the synagogues of Galilee. You know, I know it seems like I mention something like this every, every week, every Sunday. And I really don't mean to harp on this because I do not wear this issue on my sleeve. But if your translation says the synagogues of Judea, synagogues of Judea, well then that is one of those modern corruptions that all the scholarly, skeptical crowd has fallen into. I mean, just read the very next verse, cha- verse 1 of chapter 5. And you know he stayed in Galilee. He did not go to preach in synagogues in Judea. There were very few synagogues in Judea because Jews in Judea simply went to the temple. No matter what your New King James Bible says. But you know what? I for one am thankful that God gave us so many even incidental ways to check our Bibles And make sure that in English, we know that we have the word of God. Verse 43 says, you know, it would be easy to forget why Jesus came. We throw away the gift, and we go on playing with the wrapping. Because for us, all of the miracles in the moment seem like the primary priorities. And yet the primary thing that Jesus came for, we demote... To secondary. So within evangelicaldom today, it seems more important to adopt all orphans or house all homeless or absorb and acculturate all refugees or employ every worker or give everyone economic power or forgive all student debt or get everyone education. I mean that seems more so much more important than proclaiming a message to them to preach the gospel to them so that they become subjects of our great king. You know, I wish everyone who came here was drawn by the offer of eternal life, by grace through faith in Jesus. And, and, I, and I think about this today, and this is our thesis for study, because there are so many important things which need to be done in the world. But they should all simply validate the fact that we are connected to Jesus and that the gospel is true. I mean, there's so much good that we've done in the world together. I mean, we thought we were simply educating 130 kids by adopting that school in Zambia. And then we partnered with Mana Worldwide and we found out that we were feeding them as well. We built them a feeding center as well. And then we took a trip over there. And we saw how we were empowering their entire economy through that church and that it had planted five more churches back in the villages and we didn't even know it. Preaching Christ's kingdom in the bush synagogues of Galilee. You know, two and a half years ago, we thought we were just going to do VBS for a few kids in El Salvador on our all-church missions trip, and we ended up being invited into the public school in San Miguel. And the church that we were helping plant had the highest attendance that they ever had that weekend that we did the marriage conference with them. And from San Miguel, several of our own medical people healed the sick in other cities also. Always from the synagogue, the church in that town. We've helped liberate young girls from sex trafficking, and you know, and I could go on and on. And right now, nothing can be planned of a trip, really, until Omicron is uh, controlled. And so, in the meantime, we are waiting, we are praying, we are saving up our money so that at the first available opportunity, do that. So that you will be ready to go with us. See, this is mission critical. Maybe you need to go with us to Israel on our next study and mission discovery trip. Maybe you need to go with us to London next time we do outreach on High Street and learn about church history. Maybe you need to go with us to San Miguel. And to that church is being planted or, or to the Dominican Republic or Zambia or Eastern Europe. And in the meantime, we will take the time like this Wednesday and next Sunday morning and Sunday night to host some of our missionaries from across the globe and bring them in to share life with us and with your children. I mean, we can't conjure up miracles Like every day Jesus did so what we what we do is what we can do but here is the way we're gonna do it in 2022 because even during the life of Jesus and this is our first point for study we see that the overwhelming problem of sin and the problems which stem from that sin in human beings cannot be solved by the temporary solutions of a temporal touch, not even a touch from God. So I don't want to depress you today. But even if God heals you, it will still just be temporary, limited to this life. And what you really need is a word that is eternal, that gives you everlasting life. And yet in this life, we tend to want the package more than the present. And the things that bring us temporary relief and not the things that give us everlasting life and eternal change in our own personality starting today. So, verse 42, when it was day, he departed and went into a desert place and the people sought him and came unto him and stayed him that he should not depart from them. Not because they wanted to hear the message over again. I mean, they're pressing into Jesus because humanity has such a need for temporary relief from its deepest pain. Even temporary relief. But Jesus says, that is not why I came. That is the package. And I don't want you to miss the present. The present... Is the gospel good news? Watch, watch it in Colossians chapter one, verse 13. They're on your handout sheet. God hath delivered us from the power of darkness. Wow, what does that bring us? Well, he hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. And Jesus wants us to bring this message to everyone you know that you can get here and everyone you know that you can witness to that won't come here and everyone else around the globe who has not heard the message. So Jesus was limited physically. He could not make it to every city, but he knew he had to go from city to city in Galilee to declare this message why? Because that is what the Old Testament prophets predicted. Watch, Matthew chapter 4, go from Luke 4 to Matthew 4, verse 14. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtalim, So, that, so up there where the tribes of Zebulun and Naphtali were, way up in the north, by the way of the sea, Beyond the Jordan, look at this. Galilee of the Gentiles of all people. Those people which sat in darkness saw great light. And to them which sat in the region and the shadow of death, light has sprung up. So stop being obsessed with prophecy and start becoming the fulfillment of the prophecies of God. Make light spring right in the shadow of death. People sitting in darkness, they need to see not just sunlight, but God's great light in Jesus. You know, the thought that a message is more important than action in this time of crisis seems so absurd to us because we're so much the New Romans and we're like, no, you got to plan and then you got to work your plan. And, and you got to have a goal, and it's got to be a smart goal, and it's got to go this way, and, and you know, you got to lay it out like that, and, uh, you know, you need, you need that type of process. You know, what do you mean just talking a message? Jesus, do not waste your time teaching and preaching. They won't listen anyway until they know you love them. And, you know, they have to be relieved of their pain before they can grasp the purpose I mean, Jesus, they need to be fixed. But, verse 43, he said unto them, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also, for therefore am I sent. Now this is our second point for study. Because of the good that we can do, we might get confused about secondary good things and the primary central mission. The central mission of being like Jesus, sharing the gospel and discipling believers. That is mission central. And somehow we need to make it more deeply rooted inside of us. And we need to make our own integrated involvement more important and more precious. Because 2,000 years ago, Jesus was convinced... That this is the message which will change everything. And you know what? This is our third point for study. While the gospel may not change everything in this life right now, everything in this life will be changed when he gets here. So in the meantime, the word of God does the work. But you have to be present, you have to principalize it, you have to apply it by practice, and then you will know its power. And that is your epic turning point into a critical new year. The Bible is the commodity through which we eternally change the condition of humanity by saving lost souls and making them subjects of King Jesus. Oh, he healed And that is proof that he was the promised king, but he was now to spread the message of the kingdom so that he would have subjects. And this is our fourth point for study. Since we are creatures who are formed by ideas, the knowledge, the thoughts of God that you get in your mind are able to change you. The mind of God in the Bible... When you take that on as your values, when you accept that truth as your reality, it will shape you more and more into the image of Christ. And that is the image that Adam lost in the fall. I know this is true for me and I know it's true for you. I mean, in whatever small matter you think you are, I mean, even in the smallest sense, this is true, because here's our final point for study. When you take on the idea that your life matters to God, then your life begins to matter. Colossians 3, verse 9, lie not one to another, seeing that you've put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge, After the image of him that created him. Put on Christ, Paul says in Romans 13, 14. Because he is the new man. and Just like Israel in the wilderness, man, God made it so they never had to change clothes. Their shoes never wore out. They're 40 years in the wilderness. And it all just keeps going on. Well, that's what we've got when we put on Christ. When we put him on, he's brand new. And you know what? Day number two, if we get into knowledge of the word of God, it's renewed. Day number three, get in the word. We got that knowledge, it's renewed. And it keeps getting renewed and renewed -er. And then your life will begin to matter again. You know, since through Christ you can do all things, you must give yourself to doing something significant. When you embrace the idea that you're entrusted with the gospel and you've got a moral responsibility to let its light shine, it will change the way you view your life, no question. Everyone except a modern Christian understands how we are in a battle for the mind. We are in a warfare of ideas, and we've neglected the idea that Jesus came to give us and how it is more important than all the activities which surround us, and, and we neglect this, and so we never get down to the main thing and making it the thing that we do. But, you know your soul is created by God you 're not an accident, you 're not incidental, you are not a product of time and random chance mutations. You are an intentional, your soul is an intentional creation of God. You got your genes from your father and your mother, okay? Their physical body and certain characteristics inherited from them. But no, you are an intentional creation of God who created you for an eternal relationship with him. And you know what? Jesus gave his life not just so that we could belong to God once more, Jesus gave his life so that we could rule and reign with Jesus, the Jesus of Luke chapter 4, in his kingdom. I mean, I know that's more than we can almost comprehend. But you need to let that sink in as we get ready for the new year. Because we diminish why Jesus came if we see his mission as too small a thing for us to live for. Yet it is a truth that must be told because it brings freedom to the world. John 8, verses 31 and 32, Jesus talks about this. And you know, sometimes I might be a free man in chains like like Paul was, but because of God's word in discipleship, I am free. No matter what prison I'm in, I'm free. And humans have always been transformed by the power of God's truth. It unlocks the lost. It awakens the saved. It liberates all. Why? Why? Well, 2 Corinthians 4, verses 5 to 7, For we preach not ourselves, but Christ. Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves, your servants, for Jesus' sake. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency, the power may be of God and not us. So we have this message which is a treasure and it's not the package that is important. It is the present We are the vessel to deliver God's great gift to humanity. There is a message, there is a truth worth spreading, and there are also infernal ideas from the world, your heart, and the devil, which are worth conquering. Shame on us if we receive such a great gift from God and we let it die dormant with us. I mean, we need to do everything we have to do to deliver this message. And I understand this is hard preaching today. I understand that. And I'm not saying I don't care. And I'm not saying I don't care about you. But you know what? I got to lead this church in such a way I don't have any regrets at the rapture. So in that sense, maybe I don't care about you. Now, I wish, I wish that hard preaching like this would bring in the masses. I'm not sure that that is the way that most uh, churches plan their church growth. But praise God, if we get revival, it will be. It will be here. And you know, I'm, I'm pretty convinced. I haven't done an exegetical word study of the word bold. But I'm pretty convinced that it's not bold unless you're afraid to say it. I don't know if you're being bold unless you're afraid to say it. Well, you know, this is kind of that Sunday that I'm like, man, have I got to go there with this? Yet instead of carrying that deeper burden of saying that there are six billion people who do not know that God loves them and Jesus died for them, we slow walk Jesus. Well, this is an inside talk. I mean, this is, I should have warned you ahead of time. It's kind of family, family time today. And uh, I've been other places, I've seen other things, other churches, even this year. And, you know, there are other churches which do some things so much better than we do them. But most of them are not as fluent in the words of God in the English language. And now I'm not leaving Spanish out, because while we do have a King James Bible in English, well, in Spanish they have the Queen Valera Bible. See? Reina Valera. So we're able to take souls and translate them into God's kingdom, not just by evangelism, but through discipleship, by becoming fully functioning members of this body of Christ. So God has given us a stewardship to make disciples from a King James Bible or Queen Valera, as the case may be, and and take his message and make it powerful. And to get with people over an open Bible and watch them be changed. Isaiah 52, verse 8. Thy watchmen shall lift up the voice. With the voice together shall they sing. For they shall see eye to eye when the Lord shall bring again Zion. Zion's watchmen could not see one flicker of God's favor through the dark fog of their pandemic. But now they're going to sing, they're going to sing together because they're going to see Jesus eye to eye. Numbers 1414. 14. They're going to see him face to face when the king comes restoring his kingdom. So Jesus came to bring a truth that translates souls into his eternal kingdom. But he's not here. So how are you doing with that assignment? How are you doing with that assignment? How many of us have taken on the responsibility of being a watchman to deliver good news from the battle that Jesus has overcome? Jesus has won the war How many of us treat this as a secondary aspect of what Jesus was about when this was mission central and it ought to be mission control? And Jesus is amazing me in the way that he helps us with this. I mean, his grace is so amazing. It will involve itself in every aspect of our personal involvement. You will see miracles. Trust God with the mission. And you will be amazed at how you become whole. The Christmas present is how God's grace, God's grace in marriage, God's grace grace in parenting, God's grace in job and employment, God's grace in economic empowerment is so that you can fulfill the mission of bringing others into the kingdom as fully functioning disciples of Jesus Christ. Don't you want to do that with us in 2022? We need to do what every other church should be doing, but do not have the living faith to do because they do not have a faith-based view of their Bible. Every other version you have to view skeptically because they give you so many things to be skeptical about. I mean, you're reading along in John chapter 8, first half of the chapter, and it's like, well, this wasn't really in there. Uh, Okay last half of mark 16 well you know this wasn't in the original well then why is it in my bible all you are doing is teaching me to be skeptical as a matter of fact the only reason that other versions exist check it out is because of skepticism they have no trust in watching God's hand operate providentially through church history to give us what we have today. They have zero trust in the Holy Spirit to work through men and women to give us His Word the way that He wants it. They are built on teaching people to be skeptical and not full of faith. So I want us to accept our role and to reach whoever no one else will reach with the Word of God so that it can do the work for them. We want to do what almost no one else is doing because they've lost the concept of biblical authority. It's not even about the King James Bible. It's about biblical authority. And so they have cut the heart out of the word of Jesus' message. I want us to be the church that's willing to risk everything for the word of God and the souls of people. I mean, I mean, you're not being bold unless you're a little bit scared. And and so it needs to matter to us that we become the watchmen to lift up the voice together, just like this. Watch Hebrew, uh, Habakkuk chapter two, Habakkuk two, two verse one. I will stand upon my watch, and set me upon the tower, and I will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon the tables that he may run that readeth it. And there's so much I wanted to say today, and I'm already out of time, so I just wrote it down. It's right there on your handout. So that this can become the place where we are less concerned about what other people think of us in our absolute view of truth. And, and and our exalted view of the King James Bible, and more concerned about what we can tell them about Jesus, his mission, and his kingdom. Today, I want to ask you to take on the highest level of responsibility, to take on the stewardship ...of being involved in missions, because this is the harvest vision. The mission is to restore God's lost image in human beings. Missionaries are those who are involved in the world mission by taking that message cross-culturally. But you know, missions is the gift, not the wrapping. So it's the kernel, it's the central idea that stands between these two... ...because missions is the fulfillment of God's mission by means of making disciples... So to do that, I am inviting you to do three things as watchmen with me. Be mission central. Let's make Harvest a church where every member can be a minister. Let's make Harvest a church where every man is in ministry. And let's make Harvest a church where every member functions in missions. That's you. Why? I mean, why? Why do this? Because there are very few churches that hold to biblical authority, which also meet people where they are and give them the word in a way that speaks to them and do so without personal judgment and putting legalism on them. So our theme verse for 2022, we're right there with Jeremiah. Man, we're with Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 9. Then said I, well, I will not make mention of him nor speak more in his name. But his word was in mine heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones and I was weary with forbearing and I could not stay. Jeremiah could not stop being a watchman, delivering out the message. Jesus could not be stopped from going to city to city to city to deliver the message of his kingdom and proving that he was king. Has that good news become your good news? W- will anything stay you in 2022? You know the fact that my whole life is built around the mission that unnerves me. That unnerves me. you know when I think about boldness and what it means to be called to be bold, uh, you know I don't know what's happened, but I am more committed than ever to giving myself to this idea that is so worth spreading. Because if we do not take the responsibility of this message through our faith-based view of the Bible, nobody else will. Nobody else is. We are the church for this last day's assignment. Are you maximizing your God-given influence for the life-saving message that Jesus brings? Is the fire of God's truth of his wonder and his beauty and his life burning inside of you? Are you willing to make a great light to shine to people who walk right now in darkness, who are living in the very shadow of death? Man, that means next step. They may be over the cliff. But that's why we're here together. This is what we have to do in 2022 every head bowed every eye closed my time is up i thank you for years you know the beautiful thing about jesus is that he's the message and 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 truth is not something he said it is jesus himself he changes he heals us he gives us hope he shows us the meaning of life as his word does the work and likewise the path is not a direction he pointed to he is the way And I'm hoping that we can end this year so strong and begin this next year with such consecration that we just go from strength to strength so that Jesus can take us from glory to glory by what others see of Him in us. This church, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Life everlasting is not something He gives apart from Himself. And that's sometimes why we use the phraseology we talk about you need to receive Jesus sin severed our relationship with God in our spirit that is why you've got to be born again and it has to be a work of the holy spirit in response to our faith in the word of God to save us Have you been confusing the packaging with the present Have you yet believed on Jesus for eternal life Are you putting your faith, your trust in him? You can do that today and you can enter a new year as a new person, a new creature in Christ. All you have to do is pray. You know, it was an act of Adam's will in rebellion that got us kicked out of paradise. So it is by an act of your will in submission that you can enter into it. And I understand, Adam sinned, that was passed on to everybody. Most people object to that. How come I'm punished for what Adam did? Well, you've added your own fair share to it, I have to say that. But and however, man, if God hadn't done it that way, then Jesus wouldn't have been able to take the sins of the whole world all at once so that now all we have to do, I mean, no one can do this for you. I mean, Adam did it for you, but Jesus doesn't do this for you. He lets you use your unfettered free will to love him of your own accord. It is time to receive the present that Jesus offers you. And if you're here and you would say, Alan, look, yes, I need Jesus. And I'm ready to receive that gift today with every head bowed and every eye closed. I want to lead you in a prayer, but I want to know who I'm praying for. Will you just raise your hand right now? Just raise your hand right now. And say, that's me, Alan, that's me. I want you praying for me. Thank you. Anybody else, just raise your hand right now. Today, I believe on Jesus. I've received the message. I I give him my life. Just raise your hand right now before we pray. Anyone else? Yes, thank you. Some more. I want to pray for you. Nobody's going to single you out. I'm not going to ask you to come here to the front. I wouldn't call your name if I knew it. I just want to pray for you. Anybody else? Just pray. Just pray and say, Jesus, I give you my life. But because today I am receiving the gift of your life through the Holy Spirit that you are putting in me. I know now why you came to die on the cross so that you could carry my sins and pay so sufficiently that you could invite me into the resurrection life that you now have I want to be resurrected I want life after death I know that means fulfilling your call I know that means functioning in your kingdom I know that makes me a disciple and I am bold I may be afraid but I want you to tell the devil today I'm not afraid to leave him because you loved me and gave yourself for me. Father, today I thank you for those who simply received the gift of life. And I pray right now that they would know that you heard them. I pray right now you would wrap them up in your love and that everything from this moment is different for them because you are now with them and you live inside of them. So Lord, I pray also for the rest of us to take this great task in 2022, that we would embrace this high responsibility of being mission central so we can be mission critical and mission controlled. God, I pray, use us like you never have to take your truth to every corner of this planet in whatever way we can do it. So those who need to hear the gospel might hear it from our own life in the mission. Lord, you've entrusted us with so much. So Jesus, our prayer for 2022 is that you would entrust us with even more. We are so grateful to you now, Jesus. Amen.